Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to the PH Nutrition Podcast today. Uh, I am back with Luke Hall Coach. Luke is back on the podcast and we are talking all things creatine today, but maybe not what you have commonly heard on potentially other podcasts or articles. We're going to be talking about creatine supplementation uh, and endurance performance and a few other applications that we would potentially utilize creatine for. But before we get it, Luke, what's happening? How are you, buddy? I'm good, thank you, man. Yeah, I've been uh, keeping up to date with the CrossFit Games over the weekend. Yeah, uh, it's been fun, been exciting. Seen a couple of different people top the podium. Uh, seen a couple of our athletes as well do pretty well, which is nice to see. Yeah, so yeah, man, it's been good. Yeah, it was really good, wasn't it? I've met Laura a few times, and she's 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 wonderful. She's mental. She's crazy. Yeah, but like she's, I think she's been on the periphery for a while, and I just think that like, she had the potential to be incredible. And I think she's dialed it in this year. And it's incredible to see. I don't know much about the, is it Jeffrey Adler? I don't know much about him, but seriously impressive. Really disappointed for Jay, Jamie Green, Jamie Simmons now. She had to withdraw from her, her elbow in the snatch event, which was really disappointing. Um, but she crushed it. She won Helena and that event. And she was doing really well. And I think she could have had a really strong last day as well. But yeah, anyway, it's, yeah, disappointing. But it was nice. I actually was pretty interested in it this year. A couple of years ago, I was like, kind of lost a bit interest maybe didn't have as many people it was the online one you know kind of thing but yeah it was great to see some some english or british people kind of represent as well but yeah all of those people should be on creatine crossfit athletes hopefully they are yeah. and it kind of goes into what we're going to talk about today like creatine is synonymous with power with strength development if you want to gain muscle if you are, are doing any form of resistance training i don't think we need to tell people that actually it's very useful it's been proven again and again and again to help with that type of goal now what we're going to talk about today is is creatine supplementation away from that and this there's a research paper from the uh, journal of international society of sports nutrition about creatine supplementation and endurance performance surges and sprints to win the race now before we get into the specifics around endurance like they talk about other mechanisms why creatine is so important for 
people that are training. This is not specifically for athletes. It's for people that are training. And I think for me, I use it with footballers, with tennis players, with people that are doing team sports for other areas rather than just power. Like it's been proven to help with repeat sprint ability. Um, I use it for helping with glycogen replenishment, um, especially if we've got kind of short time periods where we really need to prioritize that. And so we want to, we want to be thinking about using creatine as well as cognitive benefits, but we want to be using it for not just power. And I think this paper, if you do get to, to go and just cast your eye over it, it's a really actually like, it's not just a super technical research paper. It is very, very good to kind of talk about. Now, we, we often think with endurance, like there is a big power to rate ratio, isn't there? Like issue and sometimes creatine can kind of be. Oh, well, if, well, people think, oh, if I take creatine, I'm going to just, you know, gain weight, gain water, but potentially there's going to be some benefits in terms of helping them with their performance. Can you just kind of dive into some of the things that this, this paper kind of highlighted? Definitely. I think the the main thing that this paper highlighted is still within the vein of power as well, because um, yep. the, the very title of the paper is surges and sprints to win the race. And we know that uh, creatine can benefit those short, intense um, bursts of speed, bursts of power. Yeah. And they're things that obviously in endurance, you will have to do at certain points. So thinking about cycling, thinking about stuff like the Tour de France, obviously there's the sprint at the end, but there's also um, calculated moves throughout where you're going to put the hammer down a little bit more, maybe on the hill climb to try and create a little bit of a gap with people, that kind of stuff. Yeah, We know that creatine, supplementing with creatine chronically over long periods of time is going to benefit your performance in those situations so that might have obviously an impact on the big picture race that's probably the easiest quickest one to sort of worry about if you're doing any kind of endurance sport which involves surges sprints creatine is going to be beneficial and it's most likely going to be more beneficial than not beneficial obviously there's that water loading that you mentioned a little bit and that people might think oh well what if that offsets because i'm having to pull more of myself more mass up the hill anyway so it might offset but i reckon you're you're more likely to based on this study as well get the benefits from the creating the speed and power moments as well uh, yeah. there were a couple of other things that they dived into obviously reduction of inflammation for recovery beneficial yeah. for multi-day endurance things as well you can think yeah. about that if you're going to be up on your feet uh, doing an ultra endurance event for multiple days you want to maximize recovery as best you can and we know that creatine can improve recovery we know yeah. that it's beneficial there as well um there was one that we kind of spoke about a little bit off air as well where they put it might increase mitochondrial biogenesis as well um, and we know that obviously the mitochondria that's where we're making atp that's where we want to be that is the more mitochondria we have the more efficient we're going to be when we're moving as well so that's something that endurance athletes try to achieve mitochondrial biogenesis through various different methods i know faster training they've done a little bit looking into that as well um, and it's something that they've put a question mark next to this because they looked at these potential studies um, and they looked at one which was in rats which is why there's a question mark yeah. that they found there was a increased of concentration of an enzyme that is involved in mitochondrial biogenesis one that might indicate, okay, there is an increase in, in mitochondrial biogenesis there, but it's not kind of been confirmed, which is why yeah. they've put the question mark on this. And that's why that's a maybe with regards to this one. Um, but even if that is a maybe, and it's not going to be having a huge impact, 
the other benefits with recovery and with the surges and the sprints uh, are going to be more than beneficial, I think. For yeah, I, I think you're right because we often think that, you know, endurance training can be relatively kind of monostructural, um, like zone two, zone three stuff. But actually the practicalities of like events and races and, you know, other training isn't, it's not just linear, is it? Like there are going to be times where you have to get out of the saddle if you're on the bike and get up a hill or a slight incline. Same with the running, like, you know, you're going to have times where you have to kind of like push the pace a little bit. And, and I think that's, this is a really nice study because it highlights that, that that power, that that surge is, is going to be kind of, you know, enhanced by using creatine. I think that's a really important thing to, to note that the energy systems that we use in train, in exercise aren't just like a light switch. Like you don't just do you know, the, 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 you know, the, P the PCRA lactic system at the start, you don't just then just switch onto the anaerobic and then you switch onto the aerobic. There's a lot of interplay and crossover. So yes, you'll still be using the aerobic system an hour or two hours into a, a, you know, a cycle or a run, but then when you need to kind of push the pedal, like, yeah, that, that kind of like, you know, the PCR system, which uses creatine is going to be, or the ATP PC system if it uses creatine is going to be used. And if you have creatine in your system then you know it's going to be it's going to be a, a more beneficial thing i think the recovery side of things is something that's interesting that maybe people don't realize about creatine you know i think that's maybe something that we that, that potentially you know is going to help people that are doing a relatively high amount of training just because it has antioxidant capabilities and anti-inflammatory yeah. effects so you know i think there's a massive rise at the moment in hybrid training you know which is you know, balancing or do, well, doing strength training as well as doing endurance-based exercise. And this paper, I think, for me, highlights the, the real importance that actually creatine kind of hits both of those goals. So increasing strength and helping with endurance performance. And because you're going to be doing a little bit more training than the average Joe, then your recovery is going to be absolutely key, absolutely paramount. So I think it's really nice to actually have some some pretty robust stuff to say that the creatine helps with lowering inflammation and, and recovery as well. You mentioned about, so to, you mentioned about water weight there and kind of hydration and stuff like this. And I think a lot, a big question that we get a lot is like, should I load creatine? Do I need to load it? And they, the authors of this actually had a kind of nice little uh, bit at the end where potential kind of practical applications, recommendations. And the first one was a bit a bit strange for me. It was it said for non weight bearing endurance exercise, non non weight bearing, yeah. a creatine loading phase of twenty grams a day, separated into four equal proportions, is sufficient to saturate muscle creatine stores, and then you can go to maintenance. But for weight bearing endurance athletes, a loading phase should be avoided due to the impact on water retention and gains in in, in body mass. Then they go a lower creatine day, so three to five grams a day, is sufficient to saturate creatine stores over a four week period, regardless of what you're doing. So we kind of chatted off air to be like, well, I don't think that it's really needed to do a, to do a loading phase. If you're just kind of taking it on a more of a lower kind of maintenance dose. And I advise that you should be taking on a lower maintenance dose because you're going to get all of the benefits of what we've just said there of cognitive function of recovery, you know, of lowering inflammation rather than just doing it for a very short period of time for like a four, five to seven days, just to saturate green stores to get the performance benefits. I do think that taking it longer term is a more sensible strategy. 
Do you agree with that? Yeah, I would agree. I'd, I'd say there's, there's only sort of very few instances where I've personally recommended a loading phase to people. Okay. Uh, well, what would they, I? Only kind of when time dependency yeah. is a thing. Uh, yeah. So a pretty niche one a while back where I had a client that was competing in CrossFit. They had a CrossFit competition coming up, but they were on holiday for a couple of weeks beforehand. So they were on holiday for a couple of weeks and then they had about sort of two or three weeks until the competition. So it was one of those where it was a case of they weren't taking their creatine on holiday. They were sort of cycling, I guess, naturally by not taking it away with them and just mm. not worrying about it because you're on holiday. Uh, and it was literally just a loading phase for kind of that week or two leading up to that competition when they've come back. So just a, a rare situation where they're going to benefit. We want to saturate creatine stores quicker. Um, so did a loading phase for that. And that's pretty much kind of like the only case. Yeah. A couple of sort of similar ones where it's like, oh, for whatever reason, they haven't been taking creatine for however long uh, yeah. and then have something coming up quite in a short space of time, then it would be a case of loading. Um, but yeah, that they would be the only instances. And with that as well, I'd, I'd, I'd be hesitant if it wasn't, if it was a weight class kind of sport as well. Yeah. So if, for example, they had a weightlifting competition, yeah. even then I might be a little bit hesitant unless we'd have done the prep beforehand and we knew exactly where they were coming in. But in that regard, we wouldn't let it get to that point anyway. We'd probably have been consistently taking creatine for however long. It's only when sort of these surprises or mm. uh, things that take you out of your routine, like holidays or anything like that, that we load afterwards. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Like it, you're, you're going to read the rewards of taking it more consistent, consistently. And you're probably not going to experience the, the water bloat and gaining yeah. weight as much when you take a... Well, if you are, you, you'll have enough time to control yeah. uh, weight in whatever way you need to leading yeah. up to that as well. Yeah, for weightlifters and like, or people that are in a weight sport, weight kind of, you know, weight affects your performance or, or is a requirement in your sport, then I don't know what the washout period is with creatine. Do you, does it, there's only research on that, look. We can have a look for sure. Yeah. I think it's... It, I'll have a think, but I, it, it's normally sort of around the same amount of time it takes to saturate really, isn't it, in these situations? So, well, yeah, they're saying like, say, um, about a 20% of a four-week period. Yeah, yeah four-week period. So there you're looking at the core approach on that is that if you can take it more consistently and if you are, a, you know, like you do need to cut weight or you're doing whatever, then, then remove it. You're still going to, again, have creatine in your system to help with the performance, you know, output. And you're also going to read the, re the, the rewards of it from taking it more consistently. But let me say then you will help, it will help you to kind of like reduce that water retention potentially can be there from, from creatine. So I do think that that's a, maybe a more of a practical approach as opposed to like say loading it and then not, lo you know, then saturating your stores, getting that big water blow nearer the time. I think like if you can take it more consistently, you can almost then like say track your weight, see what happens. Like Lou said, then you can manipulate it around it, be a bit more proactive with it. But I, I all, I very, very rarely, or very rarely would do a creatine loading phase, even with the, like the footballers that we use, like that, that we work with, like I get them to use it consistently, you know, and we might do times where I'm like, right, you need to take it every single day, like rest days, everything else. But most of the time they're in the training ground, you know, five, six days a week. They just get it when they're in the training ground. 
I might increase the dose a little bit, but generally it's kind of like a more of a consistent thing as opposed to like, well, we need to load in preseason. We need to do this because they don't get that much time off these days. So again, you've got to try and look at it from a practical um, situation. The, the other thing I wanted to talk about was timing of career teammate. Now, We've done a post on this and there's lots of research around it in terms of like, well, should I take my creatine in my pre-workout? Am I going to get the benefits of it? Look, bottom line, doesn't really matter when you take it. it. It's about taking it consistently. So for whatever reason, if you have built the habit of taking it away from your training window, because that's when you take all your supplements, then do it because you're going to benefit more from consistently taking it as opposed to sporadically taking it at the absolute ideal time. And there is a tiny bit of research that says around the exercise window, potentially with some carbohydrates, is going to enhance the uptake of creatine. But if you do that sporadically because you only take a shake on one or two days and you forget your shake and then you don't, <laughs> don't take your creatine, then I'd rather you just take it with the other supplements and, and make sure that you're consistent with it. Like the timing, you know, matters, but it doesn't matter. I think you spoke about it before, about when you do it, you just take it. In the yeah. Morning first thing in the morning, just cause yeah, it's, morning, it's when yeah. I'm most likely to remember ultimately. Yeah. Um, and if you get into the habit with it and as, as you've sort of said, the, the difference in the, having it in the post-workout window compared to just having it another time is negligible. Uh, yeah. Whereas the difference between not having it and having it is much bigger. So it's one of those where. It's not necessarily worth the hassle of remembering it each time. Obviously, if you have a really good routine with it and you remember to take it uh, post-workout or whatever, then happy days, best of both worlds. But if you're like me uh, and know that if you don't have it first thing, you'll probably forget, then yeah, better that way. Yeah, yeah, that, that's it. The, like I say, I think it's just another tick in the box for reasons to take creatine. I think it's something that, you know, we need to be taken if you are someone that is is training fairly frequently. And I do think that you will reap the benefits of it. I, I definitely notice a difference in terms of general power, general strength, and the recovery that I can do. Like, so, you know, the recovery from exercise that I see, so I can actually do more training. I do think that you know, it, it takes, a, it takes a couple of weeks to really kind of notice a difference. It's not something like caffeine that's pretty instant. So I do think that sometimes people can kind of like be like, oh, well, I did take it for like a week, 10 days and didn't really know it. Or they sporadically took it for two weeks, you know, twice a week or whatever, and didn't really notice the difference. You do need to be consistent with it, guys. Like it really is important to kind of do that. And I genuinely think that, that, that you will kind of reap the benefits of it. In terms of difference between males and females, there is a, an incredible paper called creatine supplementation for females through your lifespan written by Abby Smith Ryan, like genuinely like just go and read that paper. Like it's, it's so good. I send it to any female that asked me about creatine. I'm like, yes, you should take it, go and read this paper. And it's incredible. It, it, it's really just lap, maps out everything. And the bottom line is, yes, you should be taking it. And uh, the, the, it isn't a male-only supplement, so you definitely need to be to be thinking about taking it if you're training regularly. Um, and and as we've kind of listened to here, that it doesn't matter what type of training that you're doing, it's going to be benefits. So yeah, cracking stuff. Good stuff, buddy. Anything else that, that you wanted to, to kind of cover, touch on creatine, practical advice? I think it's 
it's always useful as well. I think with creatine, we haven't really touched on it because we've been talking about endurance and, and performance in, in this as well. Um, but there are some cognitive benefits to creatine mm. as well, which is always yeah. useful just to, to, just to remind people that it's useful. Um, it's the more prominent it's in vegetarians. If you see, uh, if you look at the studies, um, they've done a fair few looking at memory and a little bit of focus and stuff like that as well, but there. Mm. The difference is a lot more prominent in veggies because our most abundant source of creatine naturally is in meat. So it's one of those ultimately where I guess just the difference between them is greater. Uh, those that were not having meat before and they're now taking creatine and getting more creatine in, they're going to potentially see a bigger difference and it's what we see as well. So I think, yeah, yeah it's even something that I recommend to my mom. Yeah. Creatine because it's got yeah. the cognitive benefits, helps with yeah. injury as well. So definitely worth it. Yeah, there, there's a lot of that. I don't, it's not an area that I really dive into too much, but I think there's some, there's some good research building a bit of momentum in terms of Alzheimer's as well, isn't there? Like yeah, early onset and, and stuff like that. So yeah, I think it's a wonderful compound. And we have to remember it's a natural compound. You know, it's in, like I say, the reason why it's in meat, veggies get more benefit because it's in meats and fish and poultry and, and stuff like that. So it's a natural substance, guys. Like it's not some weird and wonderful thing so um, it's just hard to stuff, get in, it, in the amounts in in meat because you need to it. eat probably a kilo of meat and no one's doing that or well, if yeah, you are that's it there's probably some other problems <laughs> yeah yeah uh, i mean one it's going to be a problem these days if you eat a kilo of meat it's so expensive or good quality stuff but yeah i i think you're right like you say we want to approach them a food first you know point of view that's that's how we coach but this is why we kind of highlight these supplements that that we are like right these are the things that are going to give you the most bang for your buck and it's just really nice when people write this type of things in terms of research it's really practical so i do think that this is another like you say big tick big stamp of approval for adding creatine into your diet if you are training so awesome stuff guys thank you so much for listening and uh, lukey thank you so much for joining us again we are going to be doing it we've got a real nice list of these research studies coming up guys so um, there's some really good papers coming coming your way and I think that they're really useful just to sometimes re-emphasize the things that we already know, just to kind of give us a bit like, right, okay, yeah, we are on the right track with this. And, you know, looking into some kind of new emerging in research that, that's going to highlight some some exciting things in the pipeline. So I think it's really good. Thank you so much for listening. And we will catch you on the next episode. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.